Hello and welcome to the Mind Your Leadership podcast. Today I have the pleasure to speak with Nelima. Nelima Bahat is the thought leader of conscious leadership, gender equality and well-being. She's the founder and author of Shakti Leadership. Stay with us. Hi, Nelima. It's great to be here with you. I'm really excited to see you now in Zoom after we met in Israel. Like That was almost a year ago, last September, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Here. It, it, it was lovely. Yeah, I remember. Yes. Now we can meet only via Zoom, but that's also good. I also read your book, the Shakti Leadership book, and it's really an inspiring book. So I would be happy that you would share with us what does it mean to be a Shakti leader and to explore together how we can implement it in the midst of the transformation? You know, I think, first of all, when I wrote the book, I thought it was a leadership model the world needs. And now in a COVID and a post-COVID world, it feels even more a leadership model that the world needs. So I wrote the book with uh, Raj Sisodia, who is a co-founder of Conscious Capitalism. And we were looking for uh, a good model for one of the tenets of conscious capitalist uh, companies that's called conscious leadership. Mm -hmm. I wanted a model that works for both the East and the West, that works for both men and women. And uh, because of my own background in yoga, understanding the concept of true power, which is a power that comes from deep within you, when you are fully present, when you are not in your ego, um, I realized we need leaders who are effectively yogis and yoginis. I mean, people who've done the hard work. I know you teach mindfulness. So you understand what I'm saying, that to be a good and conscious leader, you need to have done the hard work of inner transformation. You need to have learned how to unhook from your ego and start from your head, heart and gut and stand in your, you know, presence. And from there, apply the power that innately flows through you. We are all innately powerful, but we end up exercising power as leaders that's based on our privilege, uh, that's based on our title, that's based on how much money we have, which is really not a true source of power. True source of power comes from a self-mastery over your emotions and your thoughts, your beliefs and your values, and a selfless service of the world, of your community, of your country. Leadership is not authority. Leadership is service. It's amazing because we we say identical things in different language. Because as you said, you come from the yoga, I come from the mindfulness. You talk about the, the source of power, actually, of a leadership change, right? From the external power is the title, the hierarchical level, I mean, the, to the internal power, right, for, to connect to our strengths and to motivate and create a, a relationship based on trust and a partnership to engage people from a deeper place. Yes. So I realized that while all these things are broadly understood, it'll be good to provide the world a model. You know, if you know a model of, and you can put it in, a, in ways that you can count on your finger. So we call it the five elements of Shakti leadership, right? So if you can remember these five elements, just like there are five elements in nature, there are five elements in Shakti leadership. First is to become present, mm-hmm. right? The second is to exercise your inner power, which is Shakti. 
the power that moves the universe is also moving you. So we are innately powerful and we have to, when we stand in our true values and our true purpose, we start channeling innate power that we have. You know, we carry tremendous agency in ourselves when we are so aligned with our values and purpose. It's really interesting what you're saying, and I want people to understand fully how they can implement it, and I'm sure it's a, you can implement it in everyday life. So if you can go through the model and after explaining, say one tip for the leaders that they can, what does it mean in the day-to-day that they need to do right now in order to start implementing this model? Okay, so the first element, which is presence, is about learning how to be more mindful, okay? How to be more centered. In the Shakti way, we draw from many different traditions, including the Enneagram. You know, so you understand that when we lose our center, we get taken over by our fear-based ego, right? Mm-hmm. Our limited self when we lose access to our infinite self, right? So presence is when you have unhooked from your gut, where you have nothing to defend. You have unhooked from your heart, where you have nothing to promote, and you have unhooked from your head where you have nothing to fear. And you can really back into your spine and stand in your spine and breathe through your spine and be available to the world to respond to the situation instead of react to it. So typically when we lose presence, we rush to have something to defend or to promote or to fear and lose access to our power. All mm-hmm. power is in your presence when you are present in the present moment. So uh-huh. You can respond instead of get into some kind of negative emotions or negative thoughts or even a body that contracts in fear and defense, yes. right? So this is a practice and we share a 10-minute practice for free. It's available on our website. I know that Iris, uh, our Shakti fellows who are trained in this from Israel, they have also translated this 10-minute practice, how to build the muscle of presence. So Mm -hmm. all good things need practice, right? Nothing comes to you on a platter, as you know. The first element of presence requires practicing presence, 10-minute meditation that you can do. You build the muscle Mm -hmm. so that the next time someone throws you off balance, you have already built the muscle so you return to presence instead of getting hijacked. Yeah. by the situation okay commend the presence practice now once you learn how to be more present and how to catch yourself when you lose presence and turn to presence once you learn this essential master key of a shakti leader the second element is called power true power which is actually what shakti is so in the second element you have to learn how to exercise power consciously not unconsciously. You have to start becoming mindful of how you are exercising power, how you are giving and taking power. Because all relationship, all leadership, all dynamics, all exchanges require essentially an exchange of power of some kind. You have to give and you have to take. Now, we have learned to exercise power in a win-lose way. We tend to think that in order to succeed, I have to win and someone has to lose. And so we have learned the model of power over. We dominate someone. And what we have to learn is to actually do the exact opposite, which is learn to do power with, Mm -hmm. you know. So the recognition in leadership (laughs) is that 
ultimately the only win is a win 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 you know ultimately the only win that sustains us is the win for all because when you do a win lose kind of power game and if you win and someone else loses you create an enemy mm-hmm. you create some resentment in the system and that that resentment will come and fight you back one day will bite you back one day it's for the short term if you act upon the win lose paradigm it's the short term right because in the long it's term very short term totally short term and short you know it's such a wasted time and effort because your it goes to waste later on so this is a uh, we, we spend an entire uh, section in understanding how to exercise power consciously what is true power how do you find it from within instead of having it from some external uh, agency so like you know if i become ceo then i have more power if i have more money then i have more power if i have a greater if i have more fame i have more power so we chase after these external power bases not realizing anything external can be taken away mm-hmm. so you are always insecure because right. you never know when you're going to lose that nothing's permanent what mm-hmm. is permanent is access to your inner power and once you find it no one can take that from you because once you know who you are and you know what you stand on you know your worth mm-hmm. you know your value and you know your values and you know the the purpose that you're here to serve in the world I that like to call it the, the inner power the wisdom right it's our inner wisdom that it's beyond our thinking mind it's one is it is wisdom but you're already asking me the, the next question so the next so I'll explain I'll listen that so the third once you understand you have to access true power and do power in a more conscious win-win-win-win way then the third element of Shakti leadership is called wholeness mm. and wholeness is the recognition that to come in to our full power we need to become a whole person and at a minimum you have to understand that as much as we have a masculine side that may be you know wisdom and so on in its higher expression we also have a feminine side which is love right so wisdom without love can make us very dry and uh, you know sometimes authoritarian right sometimes almost like separate us from others whereas the love eats the wisdom right so if you have to understand the androgynous self that in yoga we say we are all half half female in mm-hmm. our full expression it's called the ardha narishwar so to become psychologically whole you have to have equal access to your wisdom which is your wise self and your loving self your your healthy masculine and your healthy feminine it's called the shakti and the shiva uh, shiva masculine and shakti is the feminine and similarly you have yin and yang in the dao correct yes. so it's a combination of these two and they talk about the element of flexibility which is the fourth element which is from a place of presence a conscious leader a shakti leader knows how to flex to their different power bases as needed so to not only always focus on wisdom but to also know when to exercise love mm-hmm. sometimes you have to let go your wise knowing in order to just nurture and care for someone who is so vulnerable like the ability to nurture and care comes from the heart for example whereas the wisdom may come from the mind we also talk about the whole archetype is actually fourfold we say you have to become the wise fool 
of tough love. Uh So wise is access to your parent self. Fool is access to your inner child. The playfulness, the ability to be curious and to have a sense of wonder and and sometimes to not be wise because we... (laughs) You know, we also have to remember we don't know it all, you know, and that it, it's, it's okay to make mistakes because that's how we will learn. And, you know, so to also have uh, comfort with our child and to heal the inner child who, who otherwise has been suppressed and repressed, you know, that don't be foolish, don't be stupid, right? So we, wisdom is incomplete without having a ability to play and be foolish, right? So the wise fool is access to their parent self or child self. This comes from a very, very well-established psychological model by Eric Byrne called TA, transaction analysis, right? To become the aware adult, have access to your inner parent and access to your inner child. But then from the Jungians and from, of course, all the other traditions, comes the concept of the anima, the animus, that inside us, we also have masculine self, which is tough, and a feminine self, which is love. So I call it the holy family reunion. We, to become a whole person, you need to access these four selves and express these four selves in a healthy way, in a conscious way, as the situation requires. So as a leader, if ever you are stuck, you've got to ask yourself, am I being too loving when actually I should be more tough? Or am I being too playful when actually I should be more wise? Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. It's interesting that uh, you connect the wisdom, the theory connects the wisdom to the mind, because as I think about wisdom, is something broader. It connects also our heart and also our mind, something really beyond our mind. But so it's interesting that you say it's connected only to the mind, and the loving is the feminine aspect, because love is the essence of all life. No, I think also Sorry. the. So the way you are describing wisdom, you're describing it as a meta quality. Yeah. Meta means above these four. And in that sense, love is above these four. Strength on all sides is above this four. And mm-hmm. the lila, the playfulness, joyfulness is also above this four. So um, each of them contains the other three. Okay. To be truly wise, you need to know how to be tough, love, and foolish. Okay. To be truly tough, you need to know how to be wise and foolish and love. To be truly love, you need to know how to be wise and tough and foolish. Uh-huh. To be truly foolish, you need to know how to be wise and tough and love. Okay, so it's interesting when I talk about the new leadership, the mindful leadership, I talk about the ability to hold the tensions, right? So it's in different language, but ability to hold the tension between the rational and the emotional, between the long term and the short term, between the yes. employees or in the yes. organization. So it's the ability actually to really hold this tension and to be present with yes. what is needed. So as you say, the ability to be present enables us to be flexible and to yes. see what the situation needs from us. So Karen, from the way I hear you describe wisdom is how we call what we call presence. Okay. Right? So presence is that if you think of the fourfold self as a cross, mm-hmm. presence is the center of the cross. So when you wisdom is to be fully rooted in presence and know how to flex to wise, to fool, to tough, to love as the situation requires. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have explained uh, pres- the four, uh, four elements so far, presence, power, wholeness, and flexibility. The fifth element is congruence. Congruence is saying, you know, you may have become a very transformed leader and you're very good at your leadership, but where are you going with all that? 
what are you creating as a leader what is your purpose so congruence is about saying do i know my inner nature and am i expressing it in a world for higher impact in some way am i making a difference in the world and through creating some uh, actual change in some way so that is my true purpose my higher purpose to so congruence to say am i living my life on purpose and so there's a lot to unpack when you say what is my purpose right so uh, what are my core values what are my innate gifts and talents where do i think the world needs help what breaks my heart you know uh, what causes me bliss how do i follow my bliss or how do i follow my heartbreak right uh-huh. so that kind of inquiry is to say Uh, how am i making sure that the work i'm doing in the world is congruent with who i essentially am because very often we end up doing work in the world that is because someone else told us we should do it yep and if it's not who we really are then we will be a misfit i think the way we can uh, understand if we're achieving our purpose is if we are feeling meaningfulness right because at the end of the day if we love what we do and we feel passion it doesn't mean we don't have a challenge and obstacles but the fact that i feel meaningful from the act itself not from the reward i think it's a yes. good sign that okay i'm on the right path if even that we are in the midst of a challenging transformative time yeah. i'm still going ahead with my purpose and my higher purpose because i feel i know that I, i have something to bring to the world right yeah you talked about in your book about the hero journey so it's connected <laughs> to the path you know so I, yeah uh, as, as i say you know power is never given to you on a platter it has to be earned Mm-hmm. so five elements of shakti leadership are effectively five power bases each one of them will make you more empowered to be present of shakti to be psychologically whole to know how to be flexible and to be on purpose and living your life on purpose in a congruent way each of these will empower you right so therefore each of these has to be earned <laughs> uh, it's it's one little podcast i wish would be enough to get people to say i learned shakti leadership so no now that you know this is what you need and want to be a conscious leader you're going to have on a journey to earn it and this is coming from the work of joseph campbell and maureen murdock which says that to come of age to come into full power to 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 really come into your own uh you're going to go through some kind of a uh, adventure <laughs> uh campbell calls it a call to adventure and most times if you don't choose to journey consciously it'll be whacked upon you you'll have a crisis that will happen in your life. and the crisis will throw you out of your comfort zone like a leader who has never faced a challenge before and look at covid covid is a classic hero's journey to all yeah. leaders right now we yeah. never knew that we would ever encounter a time like this so we are we are sent on a journey we are thrown out of our comfort zone here is a crisis covid what follows is pain and trauma you know uh, where you're like oh my god i've been thrown into the deep end of the pool or an ocean i'm i'm treading water i don't know how to swim here thing is you're either going to sink or swim and you realize you need to dig into yourself and find new capacities that you never knew you had you're going to have to innovate you're going to have to find resilience and um, you're going to have to meet your worst fear mm-hmm. because it's on the other side of your worst fear that lies your next life so this is the inquiry leaders now have to do what have i not done before what have i chosen not to face 
what part of myself is broken and uh, suppressed and repressed that it's time to now pay attention to, you know, because what brought me here is not going to take me there, as uh, Marshall Goldsmith would say, right? So once you face down your worst fear, which we have to do, do the one thing we never wanted to do, uh-huh. examine the one place we never wanted to examine, meet our discomfort. Once we have found the courage to do that, it's as if we slay the dragon. And on the other side of that dragon is the prize. And you discover, you transform, you you discover you become a potent new being. You, you found a new force of nature inside yourself, right? Yes. And yes. once you do that, not only are you transformed, you then have to do the final piece of the journey, which is come back to your world, the tribe that you once left, and you have to bring the elixir, the gift back to share with that world because that is the medicine your tribe or your your business, your community needs to heal itself and save itself and evolve itself. When you speak, I feel fear in myself. Okay, in the midst of it, it's interesting because you also feel fear, but alongside the fear, it's a lot of excitement and it's the negative alongside the positive. And I really agree with you because usually when we do change, it's often the life brings us to make change or we want to grow and nourish ourselves. Usually... People don't like to go out of the comfort zone, right? So we wait till life comes and push us. And as you said, we're in the midst of the transformation now. We don't have any choice. We need to reinvent ourselves, our products, our offers, our companies. And each one of us will have to face our worst fear. And each one's worst fear is a different one. It's unique to them. So what do you say now to leaders that are listening or people that want to embrace this path, embrace the journey, hero? You say, as I think, you say, okay, from my perspective, also being mindful, okay, it's okay to fear. It's okay to feel anxiety. That's part yeah. of the process. Yes. Deal with it, give it attention and see how you can work with it instead of being freezed by it or trying to close yeah. it, right? Because as individuals and people in the West world, we learn to close this part of it within us, right? The, the fear, yeah. the uncomfortable feelings that we start working only from our mind, right? So we disconnected yeah. from ourselves. And what you're saying now, the whole person is the ability to really connect to all the essence on who we are really, but this requires us to go through challenging path and to connect to our deepest fear in order to really be able to bring ourselves fully and now present to the world. And you know, the deepest fear is is something so uh, poignant and precious, you know, think about it. If you look, the COVID has created humanity's hero's journey. The whole planet has been sent on a hero's journey, correct? It's like the one virus is our villain. And we now have to figure out how we're going to survive this villain, right? And for this, it's like saying the problem cannot be solved at the level at which it was created. We have to rise beyond the being victims of a virus to be creators with the virus, right? And so... We're going to have to examine what what was the life and lifestyle and values and beliefs that we lived by that allowed a COVID pandemic to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you are thinking deeply into yourself, you realize, look at the ridiculous, unsustainable values and beliefs this uh, society and business and politics has. All our systems are run on really unsustainable values that you know scarcity consciousness that more is better 
and uh, there isn't enough to go around, right? As Lynn Twist talks about in The Soul of Money. So yeah. if you think about business, you know, we talk about the, the purpose of business is to make profits and to just keep growing, growing, growing without ever thinking, come on, you know, isn't there an uh, ecological boundary to this planet? So sure enough, we touch boundary and therefore we have a virus come back to attack us saying, hey, no more. So to say that growth for growth's sake is the purpose of business is the strategy of cancer. That's what a cancer cell does inside a body. It just keeps growing without realizing that its host that it depends on to live, <laughs> it's going to kill its host. And when its host dies, it dies. It's, it's a stupid unconscious strategy no one has asked are we doing this right look at our model economics they are simply bubbles created outside of ecology you cannot create an economy outside of its ecology right so all of us are being forced to examine the choices we are making as leaders as business owners as uh, homemakers Every single thing we have to now question, we have to face, why am I consuming what I'm consuming? Do I need such a large home? You know, why, why am I, uh, you know, buying three cars? What am I doing with the fossil fuels that I'm consuming all the time, right? I mean, suddenly we have to ask every single question on every single choice we make every single day. That is the worst fear we have to face. Yeah, so it's amazing if I can uh, summarize what you said. I heard a um, few things. First of all, we need to understand that we are interconnected, right? We can't, yes. without seeing our colleagues, our, our customers, we are all interconnected. So we need to take the broader picture and yes. we need to implement a kind of a people profit planet. Yes. To embrace the new paradigm and think. Yes. In, on the broader picture, not see only the, the short term, okay, I gain more money, I gain this product. No, no, it impacts the environment in a broader picture. And another thing, I think it's really also practical and part of being, I believe, a Shakti leader and a mindful leader is the ability to reflect, reflect yeah. upon our assumption. Why do I act this way? Is it really serves me? Maybe it serves me in the past, but it doesn't serve me anymore. And I need right now to change my assumption, to embrace new paradigm, new assumption in order to succeed, to invent myself. So, and we really need to change ourselves. This is the challenging part, you know, because COVID came to change us. We can't yeah. continue as we did till now. So this is what I mean. COVID has, has basically sent a call to each one of us to become the heroes and the heroines of our own life and of our levels and areas of influence. Mm -hmm. We have no choice but to step into this adventure of change. And when we try and create any change, we be met by villains. We will be met by resistance. And much of it will be the old system that we are a part of. So as in the movie Star Wars, right? First you had Star Wars, but the second movie was The Empire Strikes Back. Because when you try to change, the system you're part of will send tremendous resistance and fight you back because even though stupidly uh, it doesn't recognize that it's, it's a dying system, it is scared to change and therefore it holds on to its old status quo. So any good person who's trying to change for good will also be knocked down and uh, resisted. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's called the hero's journey. It takes the heart of a hero. 
we have to push through. We have to find our courage. We still have to do what needs to be done, even if we're the lone voice in that family or in that tree, that community. You know, we have, it's like the child in the movie, in that story, the emperor is naked. The emperor has no clothes. Yeah. It needs yeah. that child, that innocent, to just tell the truth, be the truth speaker, the truth teller. Say, yeah. can't you see our emperor naked? Meaning our society is naked. We have created a bubble of false values and we value false things because it's so hard. It hasn't sustained us. Amazing. Another thing that when we're really going through a transformation, it's like a stone that we throw into the river, right? It makes ripples. So this is having a few leaders worldwide acting upon this new behavior will resonate. It will yes. be, they need the courage to go through this path and to be really in the new essence they encounter. So because we realize the world needs change makers, leaders need to become heroes and heroines and achieve change, because we realize it's going to be such a difficult path, we created the Shakti leadership elements, saying this, these are your tools to become strong and resilient on the inside. So uh-huh. you can face the huge challenges on the outside. And by the way, as you start facing the huge challenges on the outside, huge challenges on the inside will also start popping. <laughs> like your own shadow, your own resistance will come up and your fears will come up and you know your, your shame and your guilt and all kinds of things will come up from inside yourself. That is when you have to do the harder work of facing down your own resistance. So Nilima, what one tip can you give beyond all the tips that you gave? One tip that you give you can give leaders nowadays that really want to embrace on this journey. What is the most challenging maybe for you that you said, okay, this is what I learned from my journey and this is what I advise you or whatever tip that you think it's really crucial nowadays to embrace. For me really the tip is just, you know, first of all I would say the realization to accept the realization, the truth, that the only way out is in and the only way out is through. Meaning you have to go within to find your inner power, your inner resilience. You have to do that hard work of cultivating presence and power awareness and flexibility and congruence. And when I say the only way out is through, is to recognize that you can't avoid this moment. You have to go through it. There is no no more being the ostrich with the head in the sand or postponing this um, problem for another time. The only way out is through. And therefore, I say, you know, ask yourself, tell yourself that, you know, if not now, when? If not me, who? You know, I, I speak with you. I listen to you. I'm really excited. I don't know, something with the energy. Because I also, I, I feel fear, but also excitement. Something really feel real and really frank and I... I really love it. So, you know, Karen, when you talk about what you're saying is because before my book, Shakti Leadership, I wrote the book with my husband called My Cancer is Me. And we really understood what it means to deal with cancer when he overcame cancer. You realize that death focuses life. And somewhere when a big crisis like this comes, like COVID, it's, it's a blessing because you, you have to give up all the extraneous, unnecessary distractions you have to now focus of oh my god we could die i could die everything i built could die right and there is almost like a relief of having to now face the core problem instead of 
run away from it. And so, you know, psycho somatically, I'm a body worker and I do a lot of work with yoga and so on. And we, when we understand the energy that moves through us uh, when we are fearful, it is the same energy that moves through us when we are excited. This was so it's it, it, exactly. It's just a matter of your mind tells the story. So the, the feeling, the energy is the same. But if your mind makes the meaning that, oh, I have to be fearful, you experience the energy as fear. But if okay. your mind understands that this is an adventure, this can be a challenge that can raise my game, that can make somehow life better. And, and, and we're so numbed out, you know, we're going through life without being fully alive. Whereas now we are forced to come fully alive. And therefore we get in touch with the sense of joy and excitement that life is. It is a hero journey. We're here to fight the good fight. We're here to endure and, and emerge and evolve and the exhilaration of the life of the journey is really what we're finally getting to experience again. Yeah, that's there's a, a saying goes that everybody dies at the end, but yeah. not everybody lives. This is what yeah. is, came to wake up all, right? Yes. To really live life, to really be excited, to really feel, to to be present. You know, when I started Malju 20 years ago, I remember that I, I didn't, I feel that I don't feel. I was disconnected. disconnected. Yes. And I say, life is short. I want to feel, I want to experience life. I don't want to live next to life. I want to feel with in me. So it then started my journey. It's a challenging journey. You, you yeah. meet parts of you that are uncomfortable. You need, as you say, to face your fears. It's exciting. You, you feel liveliness. Feel alive. You come alive again. And so I feel COVID is a great blessing. It's here to make us come alive again because we were walking through like zombies and dead people on this planet and killing the planet in the process. So one tip or whatever I'm so happy to share is that in when we teach the Shakti Fellowship program, we have trained Shakti Fellows and there are some trained from Israel. And the book Shakti Leadership is out in Hebrew. You know, if you want to get your leaders to, they go, you have the book. Iri, Iri Sade and Merav Niram. Merav runs a center called BU. They have created a foundations of Shakti Leadership, a foundational course, which is, uh, it's kicking off in September, 8th of September for 10 weeks. So please look it up because it's one thing to have 30 minute conversation with the author. You've come to your mindfulness after 20 years of practice. So have I, right? So I began my journey in the year 1998. So all of this requires practice. And if you can do it with a group of people who are all like-minded, I highly recommend that join a course, any course that offers similar things. If you're looking for Shakti leadership, uh, look up this course starting on the 8th of September called uh, Shakti Leadership Foundations. And I'm very excited that this work comes to Israel. And this work comes to the world. So Nelima, thank you very much for being with us. It was really exciting. I'm really happy to meet you again via Zoom. Hopefully we'll meet again face to face, but we need to be patient. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a delight chatting with you, Karen, because, you know, you get it, you've done it, you yeah, know what yeah. it's like. So, uh, and I really like the fact that what you touched, the excitement you are feeling is Shakti. So yeah. Shakti is very difficult to describe. It's easy to feel. So this excitement, this sense of joy at life, you know, life, if it were easy, would be boring. This was Nalima Bahat. Hope you enjoyed our conversation and hope that you felt your Shakti through our conversation as well. You are invited to subscribe to our next episode in Mind Your Leadership Podcast. Till then, take care and bye-bye.